and welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids, the Bucket Emptying Episodes. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Han, psychologist, parenting expert and author of the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids, a real life guide to parenting book. We're going to do another question for this particular episode. And this one I think is going to resonate with a lot of you. My five-year-old says no to everything. What can I do? It's driving me insane. Now, I think we could probably substitute the, the uh, my five-year-old for my eight-year-old, my nine-year-old, 11-year-old, 13-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old. So what do we do when our children are saying no all of the time? So let's, I think, let's think about some context here. It's really important whatever age of our children, is that they will want, they'll be looking for some form of autonomy. They want to be able to make decisions. They want to be able to voice their opinion. They want to say that they want to do things. And we don't want to beat that autonomy, independence, free spirit out of them. We want it to work within some specific parameters. And obviously it depends on the situation. So the first thing I would say is that let's be aware that our children are actively seeking out a certain element of independence and autonomy for themselves, and it is going to show up. So we need to create opportunities in our day-to-day where we give them some of that autonomy and they are able to choose. And that's really helpful for lots of reasons. It's helpful so you don't tend to get those head-to-head battles quite so often, but it's also helpful because it teaches them about problem solving. You're you know, and this isn't about being a permissive parent, you can go off and do whatever you want. This is the framework in which we're operating in. These are the the boundaries and the rules and the values that form that foundation of the building that rises that is our child. So we're working within that. And as parents, we are willing to have conversations about how you might want to do things. So I think the first thing I would say, if this is your question, or for any of you that are listening where this question resonates is just have a think about how often am I giving my children autonomy? Where am I giving them the opportunity to make choices? Because you should see less of this battling where they are given some element of autonomy. So we can do really basic things like, you know, do you want broccoli and peas or broccoli and carrots with your dinner? So it's that sort of thing. We're going to go to, it's time for bed. We seem to be battling over bedtime a lot. And, you know, Clearly, there's some challenges around that. So why don't we look at the order in which we do things? We know that we need to be in our bedrooms at seven o'clock. We know that we have lights out at 7.15. At the moment, we do X, Y, and Z in this particular order. I'm happy to to kind of think through what do you think might be a better way of organising bedtime? But so remember, we've given them the framework of, well, they have to be in their bedroom at seven. We have to have lights out at 7.15 and we need to have a bath and we need to brush our teeth and we need to have some snuggle time and a story. So what are the things that we want? You know, what's the important, what order can we look at things? How can we negotiate various bits that are important to give them a certain element of autonomy within that framework? But these are the hard, fast, these are the tasks that need to be completed. This is the hard and fast time that we're in bedroom and this is the hard, fast time that we have lights out. So I think at that basic level, we're going to do that. The other thing I would say now, and it's, this is where it's difficult, eventually maybe we might have an episode where I get people on the podcast to ask the question and we can talk through it, but we haven't in this particular situation. But my question would just simply be, what are you asking them to do and when are you asking them to do it? So let's talk about the when first, because I think this is an important part. So it's being aware that, and we've talked about this before, about the bucket and the bucket filling. So our children need some decompression time. They need some time to do. 
So if you are asking your child, if, if what's frustrating you is that you're asking them to do things, maybe they've come back from school or they've come back from nursery and you're asking them to take off their shoes, go and change their uniform, come back down and have their tea, sit down and do their homework, whatever it might be, the question then you have to ask yourself is actually, is the timing of what I'm asking them not ideal? Our children need to have decompression time. They need to be allowed to work through that. And we're much more likely to get them to do what we want them to do if they've had an opportunity to do that. Just think about yourself as an adult. You know, you've come back from a really long day at work or maybe you've been at home, you're a stay-at-home parent and you've been at home with the children all day and you're exhausted. If you're then asked to do something immediately around that particular time, you're probably more likely to say no because you just haven't had that opportunity to have a bit of space and a bit of time and a bit of decompression. So it's really thinking about, so that might be one specific example, Another specific example might be when your child is engrossed in something, maybe they're playing something that they're absolutely loving, whether that's playing physically with a game and with cars or or dolls or tea parties or make-believe, whatever it is they're doing, or they're on an electronic device. They're more likely to say no, not because they don't want to do it or they're trying to be defiant or non-compliant, but you're trying to pull their attention away from something that currently has them majorly engrossed. So it's also thinking through, you know, when are we asking, when are we making these requests in terms of where our children's bucket might be filled in terms of decompression? Where are we asking them where they might be engrossed? And also, when are we asking in terms of their time and attention and their focus? So quite often, I say this with love, you know, Quite often we'll make requests from our children, we'll ask them things and we're sort of doing lots of things and we're kind of doing it from our back. Oh, and don't forget you need to do this and, and other things. Or can you do that for me? Where we don't really have their connection, their t- their attention. So that might also be playing into it. So I, I find a really useful strategy is we want to just make sure that we've got their attention. So just a simple light touch, whether it's a hand on um, their shoulder, whether it's your hand on their back, particularly when they're engrossed in something, allows them to, to get that connection. As human beings, we crave connection, but they'll get that connection that allows them to then transition from something that they're engrossed with to then give us their attention And then we're much more likely to get the request. And so it's thinking about those things, the timing that we we do it. And then the other thing is about sometimes we make too many requests and our children get caught up in a default no. Do you want to do this? No. Do you want to do that? No. Do you want to do this? No. So that it's just a bit of a default. So... One of the things I would uh, would say is how often do we actually need, do we need to make those requests? Maybe consider, do I need to ask this? Do I need to ask this right now? And am I phrasing it in a particular way that is more likely, you know, that my child is much more likely to say no? So it's really thinking about all of those specific factors because they all play in in terms of their level of independence. If it's, and it may well be that you have a child who has a real personality in that they feel it's really important to them that they have autonomy and maybe they are quite headstrong, then you just need to be aware of that and then you approach it in a very different way and you approach it on the basis of getting them on side. So you explain to them what might be happening and why you need to do it and then you progress from that and you ask them what they might need in order to feel able to do it. So you're pulling them along with you in that process rather than simply 
telling them. You could argue that we're playing semantics here and we're playing around and we're pandering. It, it isn't. I think fundamentally, we all want to feel a certain element of control. Some children are more likely to want more of that than others. And it's helping them make good choices by helping them understand and catching those moments at the right time, allowing them to decompress. All of these important factors that make it much easier. So I hope that that has been helpful for your five-year-old, 11-year-old, 15-year-old, 18-year-old, and that you find that a particularly useful strategy. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I would love it if you can rate, review and follow the podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time, 